Welcome to Spiritual Coach. I'm the host with the most repping the Holy Ghost, Brandon Tribble. I appreciate you stopping by. Now let's get to work on them spiritual muscles. Hello and welcome back to Spiritual Coach. Today we're talking about fasting. A lost art of Christianity, the fast. It requires a little bit more commitment, a little bit more restraint and resolve, but it brings a great reward. Let's look at the definition of fasting. To abstain from food, to eat very little or abstain from certain foods, especially as a religious discipline. The act or practice of abstaining from or eating very little food. And then in the last definition here, I like a period of such abstention or self-denial. There we go, self-denial, denial of self. That sounds very familiar. Let's look at what Jesus says in Luke 9:23. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I like how he instructs us to deny ourselves because it's easy to do whatever you want, but sometimes the things we want to do aren't the right things to do. And denying ourselves in many ways is the best mode of action, and fasting is one of those ways. It gets you in the right state and frame of mind to be thinking about the things of God to be more focused and guided in the things that you do on your daily walk with Him. It helps you uh, start over and get a restart, a refresh. And I know that the times that I've fasted, it has always been a great benefit. And He most often, if not always, has done something great during the fast or has revealed something to me or has answered a prayer or, or just something. There's always something that is attached to when we fast. Now, let me just state this. Uh, God never commands us to fast in the New Testament. Uh, he doesn't say you have to fast or you're not a good Christian. Uh, but we definitely see many accounts where people are fasting and we see that uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, something beneficial coming from doing it. Uh, in the Old Testament, it was mentioned uh, quite a bit more. Uh, fasting seemed to be more of a regular uh, mention in the Old Testament. Uh, from what I studied, uh, the word fast came up uh, around a hundred and something times. So uh, that must mean it is pretty important to God and should be important to us. The book of Acts records believers fasting before they made important decisions. So you can go check this out in Acts 13.2 and 14.23. Also, uh, fasting and prayer are often linked together. And that's uh, Luke 2 and 37 and Luke 5.33. But I want to get right into this and show you that even Jesus fasted. And I want to show you at what great lengths he did so. So Matthew 4, 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. I bet he 
that so? When was the last time you ever fasted? If, if you ever fasted, I bet you it probably wasn't more than three days. That's the most I've ever gotten. But, um, 40 days and 40 nights? I mean, my goodness. Uh, after three days, I'm like, oh man, I'm ready for some food. And after 40, that's over a month, folks. I mean... 31 days in our longest month, you know, and we're over here, we're over here complaining after three days. 40 days? And this is Jesus, mind you. This is the perfect man slash God to have ever existed, and he's fasting. What in the world? I thought he's already achieved everything he needs to achieve. Why even fast? What do you need to prove? You know, and, and not only that, but you're going 40 days? Man, talk about setting the bar high. I mean, can I even come close to doing that? And let me stop right here and say, please don't try this at home unless God directly leads you to doing this because there can be a lot of health uh, problems that can come from this and even probably death uh, for some of us. But... Um, Nevertheless, Jesus is setting the bar high and setting the tone. And he's saying, hey, if even I, being perfect, uh, see value in fasting, you, who are imperfect, need to see even more value in fasting. We need to see this as a chance to connect to God. And when he fasted, he was alone. He was out in the wilderness by himself. He had no creature comforts, especially the comforts that we enjoy today, like air conditioning and even just a roof over our head, clothes on our back and things of that nature. He was out there by himself with probably the same change of clothes the whole time. I bet you he stank to high heaven. And he did this to show us the commitment involved in fasting. You need to do this. And even though it's not, hey, if you don't do this, you're not really a Christian or you're not a good Christian or anything like that, but it definitely is a benefit for us. And hopefully at the end of the study we'll see that. Uh, but we're going to go to Matthew 9, 14 and 15. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. So look at this. Jesus is saying his disciples aren't fasting right now, but when he leaves, they're going to fast. Well, ask yourself, are you one of Jesus' disciples? If you are, well, you probably should fast. And there's a sense of mourning associated with that. A lot of times when we pray, we're praying for things that we need. And sometimes there's an, a longing there or there's a mourning, there's an upsetness there. And when we fast, it increases the care behind it. It in increases the care behind our prayer. And when you're praying and you also are fasting... It helps you to, to uh, effectively and fervently pray for the things that are most needed. And, and this really catches God's attention. And don't you know, it just makes him want to uh, answer that prayer, okay? And even if it's a no, hey, he's going to do something. 
And, and that's what I've always taken from fasting. I've always seen God do something. Even if it was just a little thing. It just seems like He does a little something to show you, hey, that was important that you did that. And it also shows our commitment to God, our devotion, and shows that we really care about Him. And that's always important. So if you've never fasted, I really... Uh, want to encourage you to give this a chance and uh, we definitely have several more scriptures we're going to read but I want to stop and just encourage you try this out uh, give fasting a chance and uh, maybe just do a one day fast just to see how your body reacts and of course your stomach's gonna hurt I mean you know sometimes we give up too easy we say, oh my stomach's hurting let me give up and we're just fine it's just our natural response to not having food uh, your stomach is going to hurt but if you're, you're starting to notice you know you're lightheaded and you're about to pass out and things like that, you might you might want to uh, uh, not fast <laughs> at least not food or you can do a Daniel fast which we're going to talk about here in a second but let's go to Matthew 6 16 through 18 moreover when you fast do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. But to your Father, who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret, will reward you openly. Man, that sounds like an encouragement to me. Uh, as long as we're not out there trying to tell everybody, hey, I'm fasting, I'm fasting, everybody, look, look how b bad shape I am. Uh, it's Then you're pointing uh, all fingers to you and not to God. But if we do it in secret, then it says our Father who is in secret, who sees what you've done in secret, will reward you openly. He will reward you. Reward us with what? Well, whatever you're fasting for, what are you fasting about? What are you praying about? It sounds like God's going to take care of it. Well, that gives me more incentive to fast then. Because sometimes it seems like when I'm praying, ah, I just can't break through or I can't get through. Maybe it's because we needed to fast. Maybe God's asking of us a little bit extra on this one. And uh, sometimes we'll see through the scripture here that we do need to go that extra mile to fast. But for those who can't fast food altogether, we have the Daniel fast. And it is an option for those who are, uh, have low blood sugar and things like that or any other kind of disability. Uh, listen to this one, Daniel 10:3. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. This was a denying of himself. He ate no pleasant food. Now you can call that whatever you want. You know, I, I when I've done my Daniel fast, I've uh, refrained from eating ice cream and you know, snacks and things like that. That's what I would consider pleasant food. Uh, and you can go, you can add all kinds of stipulations to this as you want. Uh, it also says no meat. So when you're fasting, doing the Daniel fast, don't eat meat of any kind. Or wine, you know, don't make, don't be drinking wine while you're fasting. Uh, so, 
he did this for three weeks. It's 21 days. Uh, I think all of us could at least do Daniel fasts. Uh, it's tough in its own right. Uh, I would also encourage you to fast over other things as well. Uh, if you like playing games, don't do that. And if you like watching movies, try not to watch movies. And other forms of entertainment, other things you enjoy. But here we see uh, after this, after the Daniel fast, we see a reason why to go that extra mile. Let's go to Mark 9, 25 through 29. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So sometimes what the devil is doing requires not just prayer, but a little bit of fasting as well. So I would say not only even just demons, but just what the devil is doing and attacking you in your life, maybe problems that are coming your way. Maybe fast. Go into a deep fast and maybe God can help pull you out of that. Of course, everything is in God's timing and everything is according to his will and you must always keep that in consideration. But nevertheless, sometimes we might need to go that extra mile. Might have to go do a little extra something, not just praying, but fasting as well. Here's another one, 2 Corinthians 6, verses 3 through 5. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed, but in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God, in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings. Now this is Paul talking here, and he says, in his ministry, he has to do, he has to uh, go through certain things, and he lists this whole list of things, and he throws fasting in there. Fastings. We have to uh, make sure we're fasting. And then in 2 Corinthians 11:27, and he goes off and says this. In weariness and in toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often. And he says in cold and nakedness as well. So he's going through, he's having to deal with a lot while he's in this in his ministry to God, in his service to God, in denying himself. So sometimes he uh, is without food, on you know, by happenstance. Sometimes he's without, you know, he's hungry and he's thirsty and he can't help that he that. And then other times he's doing it on purpose. He's doing it to himself. Fasting's often. Uh, so how often do we need to fast? I think probably often. Like I said, this is a lost art, a dying art. And I think if more of us as Christians would learn to fast often, maybe we could get over some of the problems that we're dealing with quickly or overcome some things faster or learn some things quicker or hear from God better. There's always so many things attached to fasting. But here's one last scripture we'll read. 1 Corinthians 7, 5. 
Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time. Talking about husband and wife. That you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So what he's saying is, is yes, when you're fasting, you can also fast uh, sexual relations with your uh, wife or your husband uh, to enhance the fast, denying yourself, denying those pleasures. And I like I would add in here as well any other thing, you know, like I said, movies, games, other forms of entertainment, things that you enjoy, try to fast uh, a lot of things, you know, fast everything. And during your Daniel fast, you can also incorporate that same mode of thought. But I think the most effective fast would be uh, fasting like how Jesus did, you know, uh, even if you don't go 40 days, uh, fasting, you know, just no food, no, no uh, anything. No food, no form of entertainment, nothing, you know, just... And if you have a chance to get by yourself and do it alone, where it's just you and God and the Word, uh, that would even be the best scenario, you know. Uh, pull yourself away from all distractions if you can. But if you can't, do the best you can while you're fasting and uh, pray and uh, spend time in prayer and praise and do all the things you know you need to anyway. But nevertheless, I hope that you got something good from this teaching today. I hope that you will say, hey, I'm going to try fasting. You know, even if you never have, you say, I'm going to try it. And if for some reason you don't like it, you don't want to ever do that again. At least you tried it. You know what it's about. But I think that if you learn to make this as a practice and you do it often, you will learn to see its value. And maybe even God will show you the importance of it while you're fasting or afterwards. But thank you for watching. Uh, thank you for listening. Stay tuned the next one. God bless you. See you later.